Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this podcast, I'll be teaching you everything you need to know about your incarnation here on Earth. We are going to talk about all things finding your soul purpose, manifestation, quantum physics, and of course, reprogramming your subconscious mind so that you can live the life of your dreams. We'll be here every Monday, so turn your volume up and get ready for the transformation of a lifetime. Welcome to the collective. Hello, hello. Happy Monday. Welcome to another episode. I always say happy Monday, like it's a Monday when you're listening to this, but it's probably not. It's not a Monday when I record. Maybe it's a Monday when you listen. I don't know what day it is where you are when you're listening to this, but nonetheless, hello and welcome back to another episode. I am personally very excited for this episode. I got the inspiration a couple of days ago when I was at the gym. I was like, I need to talk about this. I need to explain this. How have I been a professional medium for the last four years and not explained in a standalone episode how the fuck my profession works? (laughs) So I'm really excited. I think it's going to be really nice for all of you to understand like scientifically how mediumship actually works because I am someone who things need to make sense. It needs to check out. It needs to make sense. It needs to be scientific. Like it just, it needs to fucking make sense. And I'm excited to explain today how mediumship is something that is actually and can actually be scientifically validated and scientifically proven. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to answer some of your questions because I put a question box up on Instagram earlier this week or last week or whenever it was um, asking you guys what you wanted to know about mediumship and how it works. So I want to kind of start with the very basics of mediumship. So essentially what mediumship is, is intuition at its highest level, essentially. And there are different types of mediums. So a lot of people, when they hear a psychic medium, they think like a very witchy person who's brewing potions and lighting candles and talking to dead people 24-7. And listen, there are mediums who are like that, and I love that for them. But mediumship is not just about speaking to passed on loved ones and souls who are on the spirit side. Mediumship is just at its most raw form, channeling information that you otherwise could not know because it's coming from the higher dimensions. It's coming from your higher self. It's coming from spirit guides. It's coming from higher dimensional beings. It's coming from sometimes passed on loved ones. It's just receiving information from a source that is not physical. And the information that comes through there is no other way that you would be able to know it. And this is something that has actually started to become a study in neuroscience. And I'm just putting it out there. If you work in neuroscience, I would love to (laughs) offer myself up for um, one of the brain scans that a lot of like famous mediums have done this where they basically, they have all of these, like they take an EEG basically and they have a, a doctor like basically examine their brain waves and their, their, their brain patterns and everything that's going on while they're channeling. And I honestly just want to see what my brain is like 
because I know it's going to be absolutely epic. So if you work in neuroscience and you are interested in studying this and um, publishing about this, I am happy to apply. Um, but basically what they've noticed whenever they study the brains of mediums, whenever we are channeling is that our brainwaves and patterns actually change. And so Whenever this is happening, oftentimes they are able to pinpoint our brain going into a different frequency. Oftentimes it's a theta frequency. Like it seems as though we are asleep, but we're very clearly not asleep, but our brain basically is. So it's really interesting. It also has proven that our memory centers light up. So rather than imagination centers lighting up in the brain, because we would quote be making stuff up as some of the skeptics would say all respect to skeptics I am naturally a skeptical person as well but it's not the imagination center of our brain that lights up it's actually a memory center so for me for example because I channel so much about the higher dimensions and what I remember from the other side it would be my memory center that is lit up when I teach these things. Um, so I think that's super interesting and that has been shown in other mediums as well. Other things that have also been shown are spatial awareness centers, which have actually proven that mediums are actually going somewhere else when they are receiving this information. And I know that to be true because and I'll talk about this a little bit later, but whenever I channel soul contract readings, I'm very much not in my body. And I've actually, I had a conversation um, probably like a few months ago and someone was talking to me about something that I said on my podcast and I was like, oh, did I talk about that? And they were like, yeah, do you not remember? And I was like, no. And that's the thing is like whenever, and I know for, for me and a lot of other mediums, whenever we channel, because especially when we're channeling for someone else, for example, when I channel this type of information or like, I mean, this is pretty like conscious knowledge to me, but whenever I channel information about another planet, for example, and about the beings there or about what the, the work is there, sometimes I just won't remember because it's not really like my information. And especially when I channel for other individuals, like my clients, I don't get to remember what I say to you because it's not my information. It's your information that I am just receiving so that you can consciously be aware of. So I've had clients, I, I recently just read for a client who I had also read for back in, I think, 2021. And she DM'd me on Instagram and she was like, you said this, 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 and this. And it only made a lot of sense to me now. She's like, I knew it back then, but like it really just clicked and became very, very clear for me now. And I'm reading this message and I'm like, dude, that's fucking epic. I had chills, I had goosebumps, it all tracked. Like I knew it was true. But if you were to ask me if I remembered anything that I said to her, I absolutely do not fucking remember. What happens is that whenever the conversation gets reignited, that part of my mediumship channel opens back up where I'm like, oh yeah, I did say that. My best friend messaged me a couple of weeks ago too. And we were talking about family planning and she was like, oh, you said this, 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 and this, or she was talking about her brother or something. And she was like, oh, you said this, this, and this. And I was like, I don't remember that. I opened up the channel. And I was like, oh yes, I do remember that this, 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 and this happened. She was like, yes, yes, yes. So it's really interesting in that sense. And I, I think some of the questions you guys asked are really going to help me kind of explain my own perspective on that. But it really is interesting because we are moving our consciousness into a physical, a different physical space. Like we're moving, we're going into a higher dimension. So a dimensional plane. If you imagine that we are on the earth and we live in a third dimensional plane, um, we are traveling oftentimes some mediums travel fifth dimensionally, some tr mediums travel seventh dimensionally, and some mediums travel eighth and ninth dimensionally. Really just depends on, on what they're doing, what they're channeling, and how they operate. 
and we are actually like physically going somewhere else. Um, obviously not our bodies, but our consciousness is. And I think it's really cool that our brain waves show that and our, our brain scans show that when we're channeling. The other thing that's really cool is that whenever we are channeling another being, a higher dimensional being, a soul that has passed away, there are personality centers in the brain that change. And essentially like our personality center gets muted or shut off because it's not our personality coming through. It's someone else's consciousness coming through. And that can be honestly like so fun and sometimes also like a little trippy. Um, my favorite thing whenever this happens, because sometimes, um, you know, for like a friend or something, um, I will channel like a past on loved one and I can really feel the personality and like the way that I convey things is like never a way that I would say something. And I often laugh because I'm like, that's just so hilarious that the way the soul is like coming through, but it's really, really cool. So scientifically we have seen that the brain scans of mediums are actually physical, tangible proof that we're not making this shit up. It's actually there in the neuroscience of it all. And I think, you know, especially when we combine that with quantum physics and we understand that human beings are multidimensional beings, we are not just physical human beings. Our consciousness, our existence spans across many dimensions. We're going to have a conversation on dimensions soon, but there is an earlier episode in the podcast, I think it's like episode six or something, where I talk about ascending through the dimensions of consciousness as you, as you move through an awakening, as you begin to remember more of who you are on a soul level. That is also something that is happening in, in mediumship. We are, we are really embodied in our multidimensional selves in our full quantum field. And what we understand with the quantum field is that there is existence on a quantum level all across the entire like universe, the multiverse, right? And because human beings are souls having a human experience and because we come from that greater source, we come from that quantum field, it is arguably very simple to reconnect with it. Now, some people incarnate and they're naturally connected to it. They are mediums. They are born mediums. They, they, that's their life. Like for, for me, for example, I've said this before, one of my first channeling experience happened when I was two and a half years old or three and a half years old. I don't remember the exact age. Um, and I, I remember it so, so vividly. And I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again for those of you who are new, but I was at my, my daycare and I was standing in front of the back door and you know, I'm standing with my back to the door and to my right, there's a staircase. And I had this very quick thought from the voice that I now know as my higher self say, I shouldn't stand here because something bad could happen before the thought could even finish. I was the door slammed open and I was tumbling down the stairs and I broke my nose. And I remember being back in my soul body, very, very momentarily being like, holy fuck, this hurts in a body. And then dropping back into my body. And I blacked out after that. And the next thing I remember is my nose just gushing blood sitting on the counter in front of my dad, sobbing my eyes out. So that is, that is also an experience of mediumship where I, I walked out of the womb like that. That's not necessarily the case for everyone who is going to connect with their intuition, but for mediums, like most of us, I don't think I've ever met a medium who was like, yeah, like that I, I tapped in, like I 
only became a medium quote, you know, like later on in life, it's, you've always been a medium. A lot of us go through the process of like shutting off our gifts and, and kind of muting down our mediumship to have a quote, normal human experience for a time being. For me, this was the ages of like 15, 16 to 18. Um, so I really only got like three very quote normal years where my senses were kind of like shut off and muted. Um, but at, before and after that, it's been like on, on, on high and it's, there's, there's, I can't get rid of it. And I, honestly, I don't want to get rid of it. I think the, the years where I really didn't understand and I tried to suppress my mediumship were the darkest years of my life. And I felt more lost, more depressed and more confused than I ever have in my entire life. And it has really been stepping into m who I am and, and claiming my mediumship that has allowed me to be not just the truest version of myself, but also the happiest and healthiest version of myself because everything makes sense to me now. Like all of the questions that I needed answers to, like I have them now. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There are several questions that I'm still seeking answers to. And there are questions I haven't even thought of asking yet, right? Like we don't have all the answers. I'm not claiming to have all the answers. I actually find it very infuriating when people expect me to have all the answers because I'm having a human experience too. But what I can say is that oftentimes when you come into this life as a medium, it's from the beginning. You are deeply connected from early on. The reality is not everyone is a medium, but everyone is intuitive. And the more that you exercise your intuition, the more insight and remembrance you're going to experience about your soul, of who you are, of who you were before this lifetime. And Sometimes that's a very high level and sometimes that's going to be a very basic level and there's nothing like superior or inferior about that. It's just about how, how easily your consciousness can navigate the, the density of the third dimension because things are very energetically dense here. It, again, I'll, I've said this before, but it's why things are so physical, like why I have a hard desk and why things are physical objects, right? That plays a role and also a physical third dimensional being body that we live in, right? That is a big factor in how you are able to connect with your higher self, with your intuition, with the spirit side. Because if you have not learned how to adequately operate a dense dimension like on earth and like in a human body, it's kind of like trying to ride a bike without training wheels for the first time. And this is very common in like early incarnations and souls who are, are, are just getting a grasp for things here. It also has to do with what your intentions for the incarnation are. Some people, some souls have incarnated with zero intention of really having a deeply spiritual life here in the physical on a conscious level anyways, and that's okay. And that's their, that's their journey. And they're still learning a lot and they're still having a spiritual experience. It's just unconscious to them, right? We've spoken about this in the, um, how to find your life and soul's purpose episode, which I really think that you need to go and listen to if you haven't already, there's a lot of good wisdom in there, but that's a, that's a big, a big part of this as well. So that being said, you have a natural intuition that you can develop. And I really think that you should learn to develop it because it will save you a lot of headaches when you learn to trust it. You know, we've all had that feeling of, Ooh, I don't know about this person or Ooh, I don't know about that. Or I just have a feeling it's all going to work out. That's your intuition speaking to you. And it's 
hugely helpful whenever you get to experience that type of connection with yourself and with your higher power, your higher knowing as you move through life. It just makes things feel a little bit easier, albeit sometimes confusing too, because your intuition, and this is the difference between intuition and anxiety, is your intuition will say a random thing like no to this. And it often will not tell you why. Anxiety will say, no, because this, 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 this. That's the difference. Intuition just says yes or no. And then you find out why after the fact. That's the key. So that's how I would explain that. Now, like I said, being a medium, there is not just mediums who channel past on loved ones. I, for one, am capable very capable. It's what gave me my reputation in my career at Mads Mess was beginning to channel past on loved ones. However, in the most kind and gentle and respectful way, I fucking hate it. It is, nope, I hate it. It is so taxing emotionally. I am a very, very sensitive, compassionate and soft human being. I don't show it a lot. Um, I really reserve that for the people in my life who I know will care for my softness. And I, to give you an example, I don't know if you have seen Love on the Spectrum on Netflix, but when Tanner said that his, I'm like literally going to cry again. When, oh my God, when he literally said that he lights up the whole world or he said something along those lines, I literally stood watching this episode and I literally sobbed my eyes out at him saying that because I was like, but you do like, that is exactly it. And I'm so glad that you know that, like I, that's how sensitive I am. And I remember the day I remember the day I was like four months into my you know, official career as a medium. And I, I, I channel, I'm not going to give details on what I channeled, but I, all I'll say is I channeled a parent who departed way earlier due to their body, not being able to heal from an illness and on, on a soul level. Oh my God. On a soul level. I'm like, I don't even want to like recount the story cause I'm going to get very emotional about it again. But on a soul level, this soul was not ready to leave. And like was this parent was just fucking distraught and I was channeling for their child. And whenever you're a medium and you're in a session, you're holding your own energy. So your own consciousness, you're also holding the energy of your spirit guides, which is standard. You're then holding the energy of the client you have. You're also holding the energy of the client's guides and spirit team. And then you're also holding the energy of the information or the person or soul conveying the information to you. So in this case, it was the parent. And so you're holding your own emotions, you're holding your client's emotions, and then you're holding the emotions of the passed on loved one. And it's just too much for me. I remember sobbing my eyes out that entire hour because I was feeling and purging the grief on behalf of the client in front of me and of their parent who had passed on. And it was so heavy. I was so exhausted after it was a beautiful reading. Don't get me wrong. But I, I remember being in that reading being like, I can never do this again. Um, and I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, it was too much for me. I am very selective now. 
on even with friends and this is what I love about my friends is like you know my I have a lot of friends who are very intuitive as well and they have a full understanding um, or at least a, a basic understanding of what I do and how I do it and there's never any expectation for me to channel for them about anything but when I do channel sometimes a pass on loved one will come through for them and um, I, I have really strong boundaries too, though, um, with spirit and on the other side. So it, it's not something that can bother me. Um, and so I don't mind doing it every once in a while. And I did it for a client a few months ago. She had a few, a few members who wanted to come through and kind of just give her some advice. Um, and sometimes I'll allow that, but nine, 9.9, 9, 9, 9 times out of 10, um, I don't because it's just, it's too much for me. So that being said, there are mediums who specialize in channeling past on loved ones. There are mediums who specialize in spirit babies, which are the souls of your of your children, past, present, future children. There are elemental mediums, and this is really common in Nordic countries where um, elemental psychics or elemental mediums will be consulted, paid and consulted, um, to help developers determine which plot of land a particular building should or should not be built on. And every single time they listen to the elemental mediums the elements it has to do with um the earth the environment and those are very rare i have not met i've only met it physically one elemental medium in my entire life and it's it's absolutely epic to me i think it's so cool and then there are mediums like myself who specialize in soul contracts and soul amnesia um, I also have a knack for um, higher dimensional information. So I, I really like to teach. I really like to remind people. And it has a lot to do with um, kind of the direction that my, my, my work is going professionally. And that's something that um, I just recorded an episode earlier. Um, it's not how I intended today to go when it came to, to bulk recording. But I gave a little bit of a life update. So that'll be out in a couple of weeks, I think. And you can kind of hear about what's going on business-wise. But um, teaching higher dimensional knowledge is a big thing. Um, for me, because it has a lot to do with you understanding and fulfilling your soul's contract and coming out of soul amnesia, which we will have a deep dive episode on soon, I promise. Um, soul amnesia is basically you as a soul completely forgetting that you are a soul when you come into the human experience. And my job here is to, well, help you remember who the fuck you are on a soul level and, and help you reconnect with that. So mediums do many different things. They have different fields of expertise. I am sure that there are other types of mediums that I just haven't even like considered um but we don't all spend our days talking to the dead and I for one don't spend any of my days talking to the dead um like I said not my vibe I have a lot of respect for the mediums who do I have a lot of respect for everyone on this planet but um and all mediums but um I have an utmost respect for the uh, emotions that those mediums um navigate and deal with in their sessions so how do we channel well, there are four dominant clairs, and clairs means clear. So there is clairaudience, which is clear hearing. There is claircognizance, clear knowing, clairvoyance, which is clear seeing, and clairsentience, which is clear feeling. And it's really hard for me to explain how I know and do the things that I know and do and teach and remember because my most, I have all my clairs. I even actually have clairs that involve um, scent and taste, which fucking weird, man, like smelling things that aren't there because it's like a message coming through. It's actually really strange. Um, but anyways, um, my most dominant Claire is Claire Cognizance, which is all crown chakra related. It is just knowing. 
And it's really hard to explain to people how you just know something is true without being able to explain it. And it's actually one of my mentors, she said this to me a few weeks ago, we were talking and I was like, I don't know how to teach this topic because how do I explain to people that I just know? And she had a really great example. So I'm going to share it with you all here is how do you know what your name is? Like you just know it's your name, right? You've been called that your whole life. You just know it's just your name. It's the same thing with claircognizance. And the beauty of claircognizance is that you, it's, it's like a bullshit detector, man. When someone lies to me, it's hilarious because I will, they will literally be able <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of something specific that happened back in October. Oh, it's so funny. Anyways, they will look you in your eye and say, no. <laughs> and you just know that they are straight up bullshitting you. And it's so funny, honestly. Like, I find it funny because, I mean, like in innocent situations, it's funny, but it's also very, it comes very in handy when you're dealing with, you know, really challenging dynamics and situations and experiences. But it's, um, it's really hard to explain that you just know something is either objectively true or subjectively true. And this is what I have loved so much about my claircognizance is that I am able to hear something and know if it's true or false. And if it's true, is it blatantly true or is it technically true? And if you've been listening to this podcast for a very long time, and if you've been in my orbit for a very long time, you know that I am a sucker for technicalities. I will always be the first person to say, yes, but, yes, and. Oh, cue that horrible Ariana Grande song. Absolutely terrible. God, I hate that song so much. Um, anyways, there are a lot of things that are objectively or what we call macrocosmically true. So they span across all dimensions, but have a lot of technicalities that if someone is a little bit, um, ignorant, they will not take into account the technicalities of what they are teaching and they will just go with like a blanket size or like a one size fits all kind of teaching, which I don't agree with at all. And so claircognizance is just knowing and claircognizance has a lot to do with just remembering as well, which I'm excited that I get to teach you about that in this lifetime, how to remember who you are, how to remember your soul, all of those things. It pairs very beautifully with clairvoyance and clairsentience. It pairs beautifully with clairvoyance because clairvoyance is this ability to see things. And this is what's absolutely epic about my clairvoyance. Let me freaking tell you, I am so geographically challenged. It's actually like kind of iconic. I'm not even kidding you. I have just after how, how long have I been living in this city? Like three or four years, like three and a half. I actually don't know how long I've been in Montreal, but it's been like three years. And you don't understand how many times I have gotten so fucking lost in this city. And it's not a complicated city. It's a very easy city to navigate considering I don't drive. Like I take the Metro, I walk, like it's very simple. Okay. But the beautiful thing about my clairvoyance is that if I allow myself to, if I feel like I'm in a good space to, I can just go into my channel and find the directions and find the location of where I'm going. And I can actually end up in the right space. And it's actually really cool. It also allows me to problem solve very, very easily. And it has a lot to do with how I um, kind of navigate the, the, the solutions that I create in my life and that I've created for myself and that I create for my clients. Cause I can visually 
see it. Now, when I say that I can visually see it, I'm not seeing it as like specifically like if we're talking about like creating solutions for particular challenges and problems that people are facing in their life. I don't see it as like a, a diagram. I see it as like like binary code almost and like ma- like, like a matrix code, um, which is very hard to explain, but it's like a quantum computer. Oh, I have goosebumps. That is the best word to explain. It's a quantum computer basically. And this is something that I'm able to do in soul contract and past life readings as well is um, because I work with a tablet system, which this is actually a really great story to tell. So I used to use astrology for soul contract readings and I felt like it was very confined and I'm just in a little bit of a, anyways, not important, but basically I needed to expand and change my method when it came to the way that I was channeling this information. I didn't want to have to look at anything. I just wanted to go up, find the information. And um, I had basically created this kind of system that is a tablet system. And I'm not talking like iPad tablet. I'm talking like a blue dimensional tablet, multidimensional tablet that I go to a very specific dimension in a very specific location. And I basically can see the tablet of this person's entire soul history. And I basically flip it up into this like holographic. It's very, very interesting. And I can visually splice kind of like video editing. I can expand and contract and then splice up different pieces of the tablet, select them, pull them, expand them and project them and literally see someone's past life. I can see memories from their soul's perspective of the experiences they've had in this life. And I can literally see their entire soul contract. And so that is how my clairvoyance assists my claircognizance um, in, in the way that I channel soul contracts, which is super, super fun. Clairvoyance can also be seeing things in the physical. So I see a lot of like light flashes. Um, I see a lot of like, um, like auras. Yes. Um, but not necessarily like around humans. Like I see it around like other things and I don't have that dialed up all the time because it low-key kind of like trips me out. It feels like I'm on shrooms, but I don't particularly enjoy that feeling. So people will experience that as well. Clairvoyance can be either in the mind's eye or in the physical. For me, I prefer it to be in the mind's eye. It's just, it feels a lot more grounded for me in that sense, um, which is really, really cool. And then clairsentience really is a nice um, kind of companion to claircognizance, which is just a clear feeling. So when you have that gut feeling, like you feel it in your tummy and you're like, mm, I don't know about this person, or you're like, oh, I feel really good about this. That's clairsentience. And the majority of people will start feeling and hearing and connecting with their intuition through their body, which is clairsentience. It's just a feeling. Now, I know for myself as a medium, sometimes clairsentience is really not a fucking fun time. Um, at least it wasn't whenever I was channeling on channeling past on loved ones because you can literally feel what happened in their physical body whenever they died. And let me tell you, it's really not fun. It's really not fun feeling the symptoms of a heart attack. It's really not fun feeling gunshot wounds. It's really not fun feeling stabbing things. It's really not a fun experience. Um, but that is the reality of clairsentience as well. Because I don't do that work anymore, now basically what happens is I can feel energetic tension points in my, my body will kind of act as a mirror temporarily in a session with a client. And I'll be able to say, oh, like, and I remember I did this last year. I had a client and I was like, are you feeling like lower back pain? And then it's doing this, this, and this. And my client was like, yeah. And I said, oh, that's because of this. So we're going to clear that and we're going to fix that up. It's like really interesting because I'll end up feeling it in my physical body. 
it goes away right after the reading, like it doesn't stay. Um, and clairsentience is also how you're able to get what we call spirit chills. So not to be confused with whenever you're cold and you're like, brr, like chills, like shaking and freezing. Um, this is different. And for me, it runs up and down my spine, specifically it like runs up my spine, which if you know anything about Kundalini energy, Kundalini is your soul's energy. It is, um, kind of crammed at the bottom of your sacrum. It needs to move all the way up to the top of the spine, which is um, at the base of the skull. And that's basically the awakening process that happens. Um, and your kundalini will move up to either your heart chakra, your throat chakra, um, or all the way to the top of the spine, depending on what you're tapping into in this life. And so for me, whenever I get spirit chills, I get them shooting up my spine. And um, it's really, really interesting because I'll think something and sometimes I'll get chills and I'll be like, okay, that's accurate or I'm onto something here. Um, and it's very different than, I, I tend to run cold. Like I I'm often like, I like to kind of like bundle up. My apartment is set to like 22.5 degrees Celsius. Like I, 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 why I chose to incarnate in Canada is, well, I know why, but like climate wise is fucking beyond me because I am cold, um, all the time. So it's different because whenever I'm cold, I feel those chills in like my exterior. So like on the sides of my arms, um, and it, it just feels different. And a lot of people get chills. Like whenever you feel like, oh, I've got goosebumps. Um, or like you see the hair is standing on your arms whenever someone says something. That's like, that's your intuition. That's your clairsentience speaking to you. And then there's also clairaudience, which I have such a profound admiration for because my clairaudience is what allows me to connect so beautifully with music. Clairaudience is using sounds from the environment or conversations happening around you or any sort of auditory feedback that validates a thought or insight that you have received in that moment. So there are times where I've been on this podcast and I've been recording and then I hear someone honking outside. And sometimes that is a sign of like spirit being like, beep, beep, like drive that point home. Like this is like, yes, like we're validating this. Um, it has also, I have such a profound connection with music. I love writing music. I love listening to music. It's a constant in my home. It was a constant for me in creating my playlist um, and the, writing my book, Sweet Daisies, for poetry. I have a whole playlist for the book because music to me expresses so much depth of emotion that I feel like a lot of humans really struggle to convey. Like I am very much the kind of person, oh my God, my best friend of fucking what, 12, 13, 14 years texted me two weeks ago oh my God, she texted me. And like, this is my fucking love language. If you want me to know how you feel about me or you want to connect with me on a really deep level and like that happens for me through music, obviously through a myriad of other ways as well. But my best friend, since we were like 14, 15, sent me a song and she was like, I was listening to this on my car ride on the way home and it made me think of you and our friendship. You guys... I like actually have tears in my eyes thinking about it right now. The way I fucking sobbed. It is the sweetest song. I'm not going to share what it is because it's really like intimate and personal to me and our friendship. And it's just like an us thing. But wow. Wow. That was like in that moment, I have honestly, truthfully never felt so loved in my entire life. Like I have. But like that moment for me was like this, this such a deep moment of like, wow, like this friendship is 
so important to me on a soul level. And like, I've obviously already known that, but I just, I felt so seen is basically what I'm trying to say. I felt so seen and I felt so loved and music is just that for me. And the other really cool thing that I, I have this ability with the Claire audience is that, um, and I think this combines with the Claire cognizance as well, is that I can listen to a song and know it, it gets, it can get very technical. And I, I do my best to tune out of this whenever I'm listening to music so that I can fully immerse in it. But I can tell which verses were recorded on the same day, which verses were recorded on a different day. Um, I can tell what the memory was and what the person is singing about, even if it's not evident in the lyrics or the song. Typically, it's actually the melody that expresses what someone was experiencing and why they wrote a song. It's very, 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 very cool. And I think that's why I have such a profound connection to music. But that's clear audience. It's just using the, the outside. Another example would be if you have a thought, you're thinking something and you're like, oh, I don't know about this in my life. Should I do this? I don't know if I should do this. And then you walk by people and all of a sudden you hear them say, yes. And it has to do with their conversation. And you're like, whoa, well, that was weird. Like I actually have goosebumps talking about this. It's so strange. Um, that's a sign on a clear audience level that the universe, your higher self, your spirit team is affirming yes to you in whatever thought you were having. So that is... Um, that is, that is a really cool thing about clairaudience too. One thing on clairvoyance that I want to note too is seeing angel numbers as part of clairvoyance. And the other day, so a few days ago on Wednesday, I saw 444 on my stove and I was like, what is that about? And I was like, okay, like, I don't know what this is about. Oh my God. And I just saw another angel number on my camera as I'm saying this. And I, hmm, I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, obviously I know what 444 means, but I'm just trying to understand what area of life my team wants me to apply it to. And I was in the car on my way to an appointment on Thursday. So the day after, and I was thinking in my head, I was like, fuck, what was that 444 about? And I looked to my right and the car in the lane next to us, the license plate was fucking 444. And I was like, okay, message received, understanding the significance and the importance of this, but what the fuck is it relating to? I still haven't figured it out. I'm and again, I will figure it out whenever I'm meant to, when I'm, when I'm supposed to come into that insight, that awareness, that information. But seeing angel numbers is also clairvoyance. And we have a full episode on the most basic angel numbers on the podcast. So you can just go and search that on our show and it'll be there. But these clairs are how mediums receive insights and information. And a lot of mediums will feel very dominant in one, but utilize one or more of, of their clairs to to channel the insights and the information like I said claircognizance for me is the most um prominent it has been there my entire life and it's why when I was two and a half years old or three and a half or however the fuck old I was whenever I heard my higher self that's claircognizance um hearing that voice like as audible words in the mind but not audible on the external like not through my ears but through my mind that's claircognizance so I hope that that helps kind of give like a, a greater understanding as to like what exactly we're doing and how we're doing it. Now, I want to get into the Q&A because I had you guys submit some questions that you were just generally, generally, genuinely both <laughs> curious about um, when it comes to mediumship. So there's about a handful of them here and I want to get to all of them and I want to be really intentional with how I am kind of explaining them. So the first question is, can anyone be psychic? And like I said, not everyone is born a medium, but everyone is born with intuition. So in mediumship and being psychic are actually different. 
being a medium means to channel information from the other side that you otherwise would not have any um, any way of knowing as we're being psychic is about predicting something that hasn't happened yet um, seeing something in the future it's called precognition and um, I think is retrocognition let me just see here is retrocognition part of mediumship retrocognition is mediumship so remembering things from the past that you otherwise could not know um, and precognition is being psychic. And if you're curious, I am both. I'm able to predict things and see things very far into the future um, while also understanding the technicalities of subjective timelines and different events that could move timelines and shift timelines. But for the most part, um, you know, things, th things that are going to happen are going to happen, right, at some point. So everyone is intuitive, but not everyone is a medium and not everyone is psychic. However, you can evolve your intuition through intuitive training through intuitive practice one of the coolest things i still i still get so excited about this shit guys on tiktok there are these like intuition tests and despite being a medium and being psychic my whole life every time i get it right i like throw a little party for myself and i'm so fascinated by the fact that i actually got it right so those exist and it's really about building a connection to your higher self learning how to differentiate between your ego, between your inner child, between your higher self, which I teach in a happy human. There is a full module on helping you decipher which scope of consciousness you're actually thinking and contemplating through and navigating through. Um, they all sound very different. Um, so if you want to learn more about that, you can click the link in the description and you can use code COSMIC for 10% off. A happy human is a life coaching course. It's actually the life coaching course that is going to merge psychology and spirituality and a little bit of manifestation all into one so that you can discover your life's purpose and live it and embody it. And I'm really excited that it's something that I'm able to offer you. So it will teach you about your higher self, your ego, your inner child. And then there's also another module that will teach you about your intuition and how to hear it. So I hope that that will help you. But everyone is intuitive, not everyone is psychic, not everyone is a medium, but you can practice and expand your intuition. So let a happy human help you with that. Shameless ad. <laughs> okay, next question. Um, I'd love to know what your take is on ghosts. Oh, fuck me up. Um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen some as a kid and I did not have a great experience, which is why now my clairvoyance is... Um, in my mind and not very much outside in the physical because I don't have any desire to see that kind of stuff. I do feel like it is happening less and less now. Um, but I mean, I think when people think ghosts, they think like, like Nicholas Flamel from Harry Potter, like walking around like this like gray body, which actually kind of did look like that when I saw one. Um, that's not always the case. And I think where we are, are now on the planet is it's a lot more rare for these. And this is what spirit is saying right now is that doesn't really exist so much now because a lot of souls who might've been like, kind of like stuck in that, like purgatory is not really a real thing, but just to kind of like more simply explain this, like if any souls who would have been like kind of like stuck here and like struggling to let go and transition back to spirit, it's not so much a thing anymore because of the level of consciousness collectively on the planet, in the planet as a whole, and just in the way that things have evolved um, multidimensionally over the last like how many decades, one or two decades, it's a little bit more rare. Um, but it, 
it's a thing. It is, it's still a thing. A lot of people are now seeing more so like their spirit guides, um, like the energy forms of their spirit guides, which is also, um, that would, that would be a lot more cool. I feel, um, than the experience I had as a kid. It was not, um, was memorable, but not enjoyable. Um, so poor little baby Matt. Um, how does someone know if they're a medium? That's a really good question. How does someone know if they're a medium? I feel like your entire life, you will feel as though you have always just known things, known things about life, known things about yourself, known things about the bigger picture and the macrocosmic truths of this world. You will have been able to connect with past on loved ones. You will have been able to know answers to questions um, without having asked anyone or searched for those questions or those answers, sorry, um, throughout your life. Those would be like the kind of like common common things that you would experience knowing that you are a medium and intuition is something that you develop and you experience and you have and so a lot of people who are creatives they get like this divine inspiration which in a in a form is like it's intuition and I guess in a form it's mediumship but if we're thinking like mediumship is like full on channeling and consciously understanding that you are receiving insights from the other side and from a higher source. Um, I think there's a little bit of a difference between like, um, creative intuition and like natural gut feelings versus, um, tapping into the higher dimensions and into your spirit guides and into your higher self and into your soul memory and bringing back, um, and, and vocalizing the information that you, um, remember and come into contact with. So that's, I, I don't know that that's a, a very clear answer on like how you would know, but that is like the best answer that I feel that I can give because again, again, it's like really hard for me to explain sometimes because for me, it's like, I just am and I just know. And so I am, please know that I am trying to get better at putting words to these things because I know it's important and I'm really trying to provide you guys with the answers, but it, that's, that's something that I struggle with in the human experiences, like is, is, is <laughs> the stuttering. It's like really trying to make it as, um, I'm able to break down concepts really well, but I have a really hard time with like helping people understand or like know if they are a medium or how like how to hear their intuition and it's kind of weird for me because I can help people so clearly like remember their soul purpose and like understand their soul purpose and like I can really break down really higher dimensional concepts and really complex topics so easily but anytime it comes to like explaining how you hear and feel your intuition or like how to know you're a medium or psychic or like it's so <laughs> challenging for me and I don't know why um, maybe cause it's just so innate for me. It's like kind of asking like, like, how do you know the color blue is blue? It's like, you just know. Um, but I hope that what I've kind of said in the few minutes before I kind of got on this little tangent have helped. Um, I feel like you would have had experiences growing up your entire life. Um, psychic dreams and like encounters with spirit. Um, I, I feel like that's like a telltale sign, like 1000%. And someone asked, um, along the lines of like, how do you accept mediumship and not be afraid of like, kind of like the supernatural ways that you receive information. And this person is saying like, not from like a, I'm scared and like, I don't know where this information is coming from, but more in a sense of like, 
like it's kind of wild for things to be like so incredibly accurate and insightful like how how do you accept that and I think you know for a long time for me it was really hard to accept right I have a very scientific and logical mind which is why understanding quantum physics and um, the dimensions and, um, you know, seeing the neuroscience that is being studied with mediumship has been so important to me is because it needs to make sense for me. And I think the, the best piece of advice that I can give here is that you have been a soul longer than you ever have or ever will be human. And so it's actually more normal for you to have the information and receive insight in that way than it is for you to communicate verbally with another human that's objective. That's an objective truth. So I think really allow yourself to anchor into that in your heart space and to really like recognize that. I think we can get so locked into the human experience to be like, no, I'm human. And it's like, okay, yeah, duh. Um, but that's temporary. Your soul and the way that your soul communicates is not temporary. It's a constant eternal thing that's been happening that you've been doing since the beginning of the fucking big bang. Um, and so when it comes to accepting that, I think that is like something that might be really, really helpful for your ego consciously. And I mean, I will say like, it's still fascinating to me, right? Like I am, I'm also in a human experience, right? So kind of like I was saying with those intuition tests on TikTok of like, what's the number underneath the sand? And I think seven and sure enough, it's fucking seven (laughs) or like, just like, anything else and even like channeling with clients like I have I've had this whole contract readings and the past life readings that you guys booked um back in in January or February I think it was in January and they've been the sessions have been coming up and I'm like sitting there like channeling all this information and my clients are like yeah I literally just had that conversation last week or yeah I was literally just thinking that or like it's like I still get off these calls and think holy fuck that's wild like I think that's the thing too is like as normal and as natural and as innate as it feels to be a medium and receive this information. Like I'm literally just like remembering it and I just, it feels so natural. There is a part of my human self that is very much like, bro, that's fucking epic. Like how the fuck do I know that shit? I know how I know. And that has, that has been a journey where, you know, in the first couple of years of building this business, I really had to just like be okay with the fact that it's just how it is. And that's, it's okay. And it's normal for me. It might not be normal for other people or for like a majority of the collective yet um, with where we're at in terms of incarnating and just like the collective consciousness and individual consciousness. But I've really just had to embrace the fact that it's fucking epic. It's fucking cool. And just because it seems so otherworldly doesn't make it that a negative thing. And it doesn't mean that I have to contemplate the, um, like, it doesn't mean that I have to make it more than it is. It's kind of like what I'm saying. Like it just gets to be this really cool thing that I know is true and valid based off of the experiences I've had. Because for example, like the tablet system, I don't think I finished my train of thought on that. Um, you know, working with the tablet system for soul contracts, whenever I was sorting this out, my mentor, she was like, oh, like Dolores Cannon talks about that in, in her books. And I was like, oh, no fucking idea. And I think, and I'm going to say this too. I don't think I've said this before. Maybe I have, I'm not sure, but a lot of people will ask me like, what books do you recommend to learn about this stuff? And it, it's very hard for me to say this because it can come off the wrong way, but I'm very much at a point where I just don't care if you perceive me wrong anymore. Like I don't care. Um, I don't read spiritual literature because for me, 
it would be like you sitting in a math class and learning what one plus one is constantly over and fucking over again. I don't read it because the things that are in there, it sounds so cocky, but like I already know them. So to me, it doesn't make sense to read them. It's boring. It's like, I already know that. Like I can flip through a Dr. Joe Dispenza book so fucking quick. Like I can literally skim it like uh, Matthew Gray Gubbler at, when he's playing in Criminal Minds, that character that he plays and he like speed reads. It's basically like that. So I will help find books that I, I know will cover the content that you're looking for. Um, but people I find are always shocked when they're like, you didn't read anything for this. It's like, no, I just remember. And I've, I've gotten to a point where I just accept that that is because I am so embodied in my soul that it's supposed to feel normal and it's supposed to be this easy for me because that's how I designed it for this lifetime. That's how I planned it. Um, so I hope that that helps you in terms of like accepting it. I mean, I definitely pushed away my mediumship for a very long time. Um, like I, I said in a recent episode, I think the sole purpose episode, like I pushed away accepting my mediumship until like the final hour. <laughs> like spirit was getting real sick of my shit and was like, you need to get your shit together and like step into purpose. Like we've had enough of your crap. They did it very mm, intensely, but lovingly <laughs> love them so much. But um you know, it took me a really long time because I felt like a weird freak. And now I just accept the fact that I'm a weird freak. And I, I just am okay with the fact that it seems so epic because it is so epic, but it's also so easy because it's so normal for me because I am more of a soul than a human, as are you. So I hope that that makes sense. And then last but not least, what does it feel like when you get messages from the other side? Honestly, so cool. So cool. It feels, it feels very natural. It feels more natural than communicating like verbally. I find physical verbal communication to be so daunting and taxing sometimes. Telepathy is very, very easy. Um, and whenever I'm channeling, like the information comes in quicker than the speed of light. So by the time, so I think I've said this on the podcast before, I said it in a masterclass or something, but I want you to think of the color blue, like just the word blue in your mind right now. By the time it took you to think the color blue or the word blue in your mind, when I'm channeling, I'm able to download an entire concept that would be equivalent to several paragraphs or an entire chapter of a book. That's how quickly it comes in. And so if you've ever been in a reading with me where I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa okay, so much information is coming in. Give me one second to kind of like just put it all together and like filter through it is because sometimes spirit will literally deliver chapter after chapter after chapter of information in two, three seconds. And I'm like, okay, my physical mouth, my human mouth cannot spit all of that out <laughs> at once. It's also why I've had a bit of a stutter my entire life. My mind works very, 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 very quickly because I'm channeling a lot. Um, so it feels uh, very rapid, very light on that end. Um, very, very fascinating, very, very cool. Um, it's honestly very enjoyable for me. Like I have definitely been a human who has really struggled living and embodying the human experience. I've gotten a lot better at it since like since the beginning of 2023, so about a year. Um, and I owe that a lot to like my running and the way that I have chosen to connect more with my body, whether that's like through food or exercise or just the things that I am doing differently to take care of my human and immerse myself in the human experience and connecting more with, you know, my family and my friends. Um, so for me, channeling and receiving that information, it's like a comfort space for me. Like, because I remember being on the other side and I'm more comfortable being on the other side because I remember the fact that I have been human way less than I ever have or ever will be in my soul or my energy body. 
it feels very, very natural and very, very easy for me. And I quite enjoy it so much so that, like I said, like it really was hard for me to come back into the human experience um, and really like, you know, not just live in my head. Like I really empathize with people, especially like those of you who are like kind of like isolated and in a hermit phase and like you just like prefer to live in your head. I will say that that's not reality. So um, like it is in its own way, but like you need to immerse yourself in the human experience. But I understand why it feels um, so easy and so comfortable it's a lot of souls just like it feels like a connection to home um and then other ways I'm trying to think of like what else I could explain in terms of like what it feels like to channel um honestly sometimes like very like I I can be like pretty tired after um whenever I work with really big groups like anytime that I do a workshop which we are going to have another workshop very soon so stay tuned it'll be going out on the email list I will link that below as well um it'll be at the beginning of March But whenever I do like the free workshops and I'm working with groups of like 40, 50 people, I have to spend about two to three days prior getting into the energy and like priming my body, priming my mind, priming my channel. And then I also have to spend about two to three days post event, um, re-nourishing myself because, and I think that's the thing that people don't understand with mediumship. It's like, it's not just sitting here and going blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. It's literally and I I mentioned this earlier, like we are literally traveling elsewhere. So if you think of like astral travel or the fact that you leave your body when you go to sleep at night, we are doing this day in, day out, leaving our body, going and getting this information, hanging out in the higher dimensions while our body is actually not asleep. It's so it's breathing, it's doing all of these things. It's verbalizing the information as I'm doing now. And it's also holding the energy of another person and taking in the physical environment, which is processing about 80,000 bits of information per second. Like there is so much going on on an emotional, mental, physical, and energetic level that I, and I think I've said this before, maybe I haven't, is like I channeling for me for like an hour in a reading is pretty equivalent to me running a 10k and honestly sometimes running a 10k is a lot easier than spending an hour channeling and I'm not saying that in a sense of like oh my god it's such an exhausting job I hate channeling it's not that at all I fucking love it but it's also why mediums charge the prices that they charge and why they only take on certain clients at certain times at certain amounts is because it's actually so it's so much you're doing so much and you have to be able to like work with your body in that as well um so I hope that that makes sense too I sometimes can feel a little floaty but I feel like that's gotten a lot better as I've kind of progressed and you know created different systems for myself and for my body and for my mind um sometimes I just feel a little bit floaty um but that doesn't just happen when I'm channeling for other people like when I'm very creative I feel very out of body sometimes and I'm like whoop and I literally have to visualize myself coming back into my body. It's really funny, honestly. Um, but yeah, that's how it feels. It is one of the, honestly, it's the greatest honor and greatest privilege of my life besides knowing that I will one day be a mom. Um, mediumship, as of right now, is the greatest honor and privilege of my life. And it will only become second whenever I have my beautiful babies because, to be frank with you, being a mom is like, the highest honor in my opinion and how I view it in this incarnation but um, I feel very very privileged and I always feel so so honored and blessed to read and channel for the individuals that I do that I work with with the coaching clients that I have with all of the students I have in a happy human and also with 
official announcement on the podcast with all of the souls who I will, I'm going to cry with all of the souls that I will be hanging out with and guiding at our very first retreat, Solaris, the quantum self retreat taking place in October. I am so excited to, you know, have the opportunity to now bring my work from, you know, being virtually international and, you know, reaching so many people and the thousands of you who listen to this podcast, but it's going to be really special to be able to hold you, hug you and help you heal in person. So I want to talk to you a little bit about Solaris. I am so excited to be hosting this. I know a lot of the OG followers from Mads Mess have been asking me for this since the end of 2020, and the fact that it's actually happening this year and it's a reality is something that is just lighting me the fuck up, and I'm so excited to talk to you about it. So Solaris is going to be a full-day retreat that's taking place in Southern Ontario, and This is the place to be if you are ready to fully step into, remember, and embody your life's purpose. We are going to be spending four days in the most high-dimensional vortex that I know of in Ontario, and you're going to go through different hypnotherapy exercises. We're going to be spending a lot of time in nature. We are going to connect. You're going to heal your limiting beliefs. We're going to do quantum recalibrations to clear out your quantum field so that you can attract everything that you desire, all of your manifestations, those next steps in your life, that next level of self and of your life. That's what we're going to be doing at Solaris. And I'm so, so, so excited. It's going to be the perfect opportunity for you to dive deep into your soul, into your subconscious, get to know your higher self, heal your ego, connect with your spirit guides, and really understand what your purpose in this incarnation is. So I am really, really excited to tell you that enrollment is officially open. You can apply to attend Solaris now. The link is going to be in the description box. There are only 10 spaces total available. So make sure that you apply ASAP so that I can review your application and interview you and see if you're a good fit, if this retreat is going to be exactly what you are looking for. The retreat is taking place October 17th through 20th later this year, so in 2024. And from now until the end of March, I'm doing early bird pricing. So you'll save $500 off of the total cost of the retreat. It's all inclusive. All you have to do is get yourself to Prince Edward County, which is in Southern Ontario, Canada. And then after that, everything is taken care of for you. So I will leave the application linked in the description. You can also DM me for the link as well if you're having any troubles with it here on the podcast, but I am so excited about this. I cannot wait to guide you and help you heal in person. I cannot wait to teach all of these beautiful topics to you in person and see your transformation happen live in person, getting to hug you. I'm literally so excited. So if you are looking for something like this to step into your highest self, to remember why you came to the planet, then check out our Solaris Quantum Self Retreat with the link in the description. So anyways, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and you have a better understanding of how mediumship works, how channeling works, and that you feel your questions were thoroughly answered. And I am really, really, really excited that I am going to get to spend four days with 10 of you beautiful humans, beautiful souls, and get to help you dive deeper into your higher self, your soul purpose, your gifts, your natural talents, 
and help you remember a deeper level of who you are as a soul. So as I said, you can check out Solaris in the description. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I will see you guys in the next one. As usual, go be your divine self this week. You got this. I love you.